It's the Locked on Canes podcast where it's all about the you. My name is Fred Purdue. I am your host. And if I sound a little hype, you already know why. The Miami Hurricanes gave Florida State everything they wanted and a little bit more, and we're here to talk about it. But before we get into things, make sure you go follow the show on Twitter at LockedOnCanes. Make sure you go follow myself on Twitter at FredPurdueCFB, and make sure you go leave your questions for us. Of course, we go, we have a lot to talk about going in through the, throughout the week, so make sure you leave your questions. Drop us a line also uh, at Locked On Canes and leave the hashtag LOC Mailbag and we'll answer those questions going at going into the uh, throughout the week. So we have a little bit of Florida State talk to do. So we're gonna do the good, the bad, the ugly, and we're gonna break it all down for you. So just to put it out there, the you know this is the third time, not one, not two, but three times in a row that the Miami Hurricanes have just gave Florida State everything they wanted, whether it was a comeback, whether it was a straight-up win. This one felt like a straight-up blowout, and it resulted in a firing. Yes, we have a little bit of news, some breaking news. The Florida State Seminoles have uh, fired Willie Taggart, their head coach, uh, dropping a nice little bag off for him, too. $17 million to make Willie Taggart go away. Uh, Interim coach Odell Higgins will now kind of guide this team possibly to a a bowl game. Probably not, but you never can count those guys out. So especially when they have a couple cupcakes at the end. So we have this game. Let's unpack this thing. So we'll start off with the good. You know, when I look at how this team went, how everything went for this game. Uh, a win is huge. I mean, what's better than winning? I mean, the Canes are on a three-game winning streak against their arch rival, uh, Florida State Seminoles, and this one wasn't close this time. You know, when I look at this rivalry, the one thing that we that both sides say, if you don't win any games, you better win at least one. If you win just one, it better be against, for the Knowles, it better be against the Canes. But if it's the Canes, it better be against those hated Seminoles. Now, this year's a little bit different because the Gators were on the schedule too. We kind of laid an egg, but that's not the point here. Uh, but a win is always great. You always want to win a game, and this time it was decisive. It was very decisive. The defense played really well. The offense played really, really well. Uh, and quite honestly, it just looked like Florida State was full of mistakes. This is probably the one of the worst Florida State teams I've seen, but that's not our problem. It's not our problem whatsoever. Now, just to, let, let's peel the layers back on this whole winning thing. Quarterback Jaron Williams had 21, he was 21 of 37 for 313 yards, two touchdowns, no interceptions. That's the great number to see. He's gotten over the, the whole turning the ball over thing. Uh, he was throwing shots. He had, took a few shots down the field. He hasn't been. He he really got aggressive, and I think that confidence came in the pit game at the end. Uh, running back DJ Dallas had 18 carries for 61 yards and a touchdown with a long of uh, 16 yards. Cam Harris had two carries for negative five yards. Jaron got sacked a couple times, uh, but you know when I look at how the quarterback play was. It was completely tied to the offensive line, and they protected him not only for the short passing game, but big shots down the field. D. Wiggins also 
to Jeff Thomas and those Jaron hit um, seven different receivers, eight different receivers actually. And for big yardage, I mean, Jeff Thomas had four catches for 84 yards and a touchdown. D Wiggins, of course, had four catches for 74 yards. And with most of that coming off of one, uh, one play on a big bomb down the field, Brevin Jordan got involved with six catches for 48 yards. Also DJ Dallas had two catches for 44 yards. Mike Harley got it, had a, a beautiful catch on the sideline reminiscent of Ja'Cory Harris to Travis Benjamin back in 2008. So, it, it was an overall great day for the offense for the most part. Not a lot of mistakes, not a lot of the, the false starts and all of the bad stuff that happens in this game it, it, for this team throughout the uh, majority of the season. This is probably the best game they've played all year, albeit against a lackluster Florida State team. Uh, but, you know, when I look at when I look at also how this thing kind of panned out, uh, the play design, I mean, play action shots down the field because the running game works so well. Uh, you can't say enough about how Dan Enos has come in and helped out this the play calling. It was very vanilla, very dry last year, and now it seems like uh, with a healthy Jaron Williams whose arm looks good, uh, his he has a beautiful, he has good touch on his deep ball. Uh, it really helped out, and I think what's going to help going forward forward is going to be um i think what's going to help is that the fact that they can go down the field and stretch the field uh can so it'll make these teams back off a little bit you can't just sit with seven eight and even sometimes nine guys in the box because they're not afraid of the short passing game now continuing with the good we had turnover change happening uh bubba bolden who uh, had his first career turnover chain on a tipped interception, albeit getting injured on that and being out for the rest of the season. Because of this, uh, it was great seeing him out on the field, being able to do great things. Uh, he has been, he was great depth for this safety rotation that was kind of thin. So that was great to see also. Um, but the defense in general looked great. Gregory Russo, uh, he was a monster. He was an absolute terror uh, he was unblockable. I mean, however you want to reference this, uh, he was a monster. And he had eight tackles, five for losses, four sacks. That's huge. That brings his total up to 16. Uh, he also was he was just so dominant. Uh, it just, that whole defensive line in general was just so very dominant. And actually, um, Gregory Russo has 12 sacks, which is, uh, up there for the tops in the in the ACC and also in the country, and he's only a redshirt uh, sophomore. Uh, he's also he also has the it ranks very high among the uh, he's tied for fourth on, for a single season all time sacks, and he has four games left, so it's very a good chance that if he uh, that he actually gets a shot at this one, especially against a not so great Duke team, a not so great Louisville team. Those are going to be some good, uh, not so great FIU team. Also, he should have a good chance to eat on in all of those games. Uh, he's right behind uh, Don Lattimore, Greg Mark, and Daniel Stubbs uh, as as far as as sacks are concerned. So, to continue with that defensive line, 
uh, Pat Bethel, Nesta Silvera, Jordan Miller, John Ford, Trevon Hill, Scott Patchen. You know, when I look at those guys, they did a great job of uh, not only stopping the run, but getting after quarterbacks. Uh, Shaq Quarterman at, uh, and Michael Pinckney were great against the run as well, holding a uh, Cam Akers, holding him really in check, 22 carries for 66 yards. His longest carry was 16 yards. Uh, Kalen LeBourne, he who guaranteed the victory. I mean, I stop guaranteeing victories if you're only going to give me four carries and nine yards. That goes out to you, DJ Matthews, also, who had four touches. Uh, for 24 yards, he wasn't really a factor either. If you're going to say those DBs aren't all that great, you might want to back that up. Uh, I know it's a little chitter-chatter, but you might want to back that up. Uh, Striker Romeo Finley also had a great game as well. Uh, Nobody knew going into the game Florida State was going to lean on uh, Cam Akers. You know, everyone knew he was going to lean on him throughout this game, and they did a great job of, of slowing him down. Um... And also, Tamari and Terry, being able to lock that guy down. He Trajan Bandy went out early, but he held up on his own, um, especially knowing that he was he's their number one receiving threat. I've compared him to Josh Gordon, who just recently signed with the Seattle Seahawks, but he only had four catches for 40 yards, and it just didn't do much. Uh, Trey McKitty got, was also held to two catches for 11 yards, and he had also had four penalties, and... McKitty was they thought McKitty was actually better than Brevin Jordan the best tight end in college football that has to be a joke right it has to be a joke so uh just some more uh some stats from throughout the game safety Gervin Hall had five tackles uh one pass breakup and an interception uh he was everywhere on the field and he he's showing why he is a candidate to move on to the next level safety Robert Knowles also had four tackles and a key pass breakup to stop the Knowles drive uh, when the margin was only seven points. So that was huge as well. Uh, flipping back over to the offensive side, K.J. Osborne had two catches for 21 yards but added in three good punt returns for 44 yards and helped Miami set up one of their late scores. Uh, again, Brevin Jordan, best tight end in college football, six catches for 48 yards. Really a big piece of the puzzle. And uh, one of the unsung heroes who – he needs to get more attention. Uh, punter Lewis Headley, uh, he, it just seems like he really, he flipped the field every single time and made play after play. Punters are very important. He had five punts for 229 yards, which is a 40, uh, 45.8 yard per punt average. I would say he would probably be up there for MVP for this team. He was very, very good. Uh, some other la- last second stats we have. Uh, we had si- Miami had 16 tackles for loss, nine of nine sacks. They held my- Florida State to five of 17 on third down, which is very key. Stopping drives, uh, allowing only 2.9 yards per play. Uh, they only allowed 200 203 yards of total offense, and Florida State was 0 for 2 on fourth down. These are all key stats. Also, two turnovers. So we got to see the turnover chain. That's great. So, you know, this team, overall, this game did everything that you wanted to see uh, throughout the throughout this game. So, of course, there's always, with the good, there's a bad. So we'll kind of jump into that as well. So let's talk about the bad. You know, 
I always look forward to the turnover chain and guys doing well uh, on the defensive side. Safety Bubba Bolden uh, was lost to an ankle injury after getting a, a easy, uh, a good tip ball pick. Uh, he started celebrating with teammate Gervin Hall when he chest bumped him. Uh, he landed awkwardly and his ankle got folded under his body. Tough one, uh, especially as well as he's been playing, building on it over throughout the um, throughout the, the, the throughout the season, especially after missing the first four games of the year. Uh, Trajan Bandy got dinged up. Michael Pinkley missed the play, uh, but you got we we got to stay healthy. The core guys have to stay healthy. So that was that's always something you have to be concerned about. Trajan Bandy came back out. But uh, you got to stay healthy. That Your availability is your best asset. Uh, Gervin Hall, uh, he, uh, he played well. Uh, that, but now with the injury to Trajan Bandy and Bubba Bolden, he's going to be, which was a result of friendly fire, you have to. Uh, you got to chill on the celebrations. You just got to chill on the celebrations. Uh, but, you know, it's always good to see a guy go out and have a good game. So I can't fault him too much, but um, it's got to, you got to chill on the celebrations, Gervin, please, please. Uh, Time of possession was an issue for me. Uh, Only 28 minutes and 24 seconds of, of, uh, with the ball. Uh, I'd like to see more of a ball control type of game, but uh, when you have a one, you got the win. So throw the stat out. Uh, but you also have to be able to run the ball to take time off the clock at the end. You shouldn't have to pass the ball to get to, to do that. Uh, there were some drops in this game that were key in some key early drives that killed the drives. Uh, that'll be you'll clean we'll clean that thing kind of thing up earlier uh, throughout the week. Uh, and they all allowing Florida State to have the ball for 31 minutes is tough. Uh, they didn't win the game with it, but it doesn't mean it, it doesn't mean you can't do anything a little bit better. Uh, and we had a fumble. You can't fumble the football. Hold on to the ball. Do not give the team, the, the other team, um, a lot of uh, an extra possession. You never know what type of game it's going to be, uh, especially in a rivalry game such as this. It's always tough to, it's always tough to, you know, get the ball rolling again going forward. So, uh, also when we talk bad, there was a field goal that was missed. So we have to talk about the field goal situation. Um, but at the end of the day, again, a win is a win. Camden price will continue to get better. I think he'll probably be the guy. Uh, I want to see, want to see more consistency from the field goal team. We should not be talking about, uh, should we go for it on fourth and three for on a 45 yard field goal? These are shit are at this point in, at this point in in 2019, where kickers are booming these things from 50 and 60 yards on a consistent basis, uh, and they're better athletes, I don't want to hear this thing of "Oh, well, our kicker's not good enough." You got a scholarship to come to play D1 football. Go make the kick, okay? Uh, but you know, let's with the good. There's always the bad. Not much bad to talk about, which is good because if there's not a lot of bad, that means you probably won the game pretty big. So there not there wasn't a lot of qualms with me uh, for this one. Um, so let's talk about the ugly, some things that really, really kind of grinded my gears. Okay, so Miami has some. They slowed down early. Uh, they had four, not scoring on four drives. Uh, starting in Florida State territory. Those are things that 
really hurt the team. You got you got to take advantage of possessions in the other in the opponent's territory. You just have to do it. Find a way to at least come up with three points. If you come up with three points on four drives, that's twelve points. If we're doing the good, doing all that great math that we learned as kids, that's twelve points. So those twelve points could make could have made that game uh, thirty nine ten, and it would have been an even better blowout. And those twelve points would have been a pretty much the cha- the difference between. And that's been a thing that we've seen throughout the year. You add those 12 points to any game or spread them out throughout any game. I mean, might have a better record than they are. They do right now. So that's one thing that I want to see a little bit more improvement with with this team. It just has to happen. It really does have to happen. Uh, The refs refs were stopping Miami from getting going up-tempo in the first drive of the second half. Uh, we didn't, Miami didn't substitute and it was a terrible call by the ref to stop the play. Uh, um, Will Mallory ran halfway off the field just to come back on the field. Ref didn't see it. He stopped the play. Uh, my, that's one of the, the, it's not a Miami thing. It's a ref thing. Guys pay attention. You guys are paid big time money by conferences to get these things right. Pay attention, please. Uh, the ugly for me, again, field goals, field goals, and more field goals that were missed. There was only one, but it was a 37-yarder. Essentially, this nowadays, that's a chip shot field goal uh, to start the fourth quarter. Uh, that left the lead at seven points instead of pushing it to 10 points. Uh, Miami is now 7 of 14 on field goal attempts this year, and all three t- kickers have now missed. Not a good thing. Uh, they're it's called the kicking game for a reason. Can we get the kicking situation fixed at Miami? It has really been the difference between beating teams like Florida, North Carolina, and others. You have to be able to hit those crucial kicks to shorten leads or extend leads. Um, Six penalties, another thing. It's not as bad as it usually is, but Miami is notorious for a ton of undisciplined Penalties that don't need to happen. Six penalties for 65 yards. Got to clean that up. Can we get three penalties for 30 yards maybe? Some penalties are unavoidable. Pass interference sometimes is unavoidable. Uh, there was a offensive pass interference. It stopped an interception. Not too mad about that. Sometimes it's you have every penalty is subjective to the play that it's in. So that's going to be something that Miami needs to clean up. It, it, every year I go in thinking, this team will figure it out, but they haven't, and it just it annoys me to no end. Now, Miami only averaged 1.7 yards per rush, and you know Miami was able to get a couple runs late that they needed, but the running game just wasn't there. Thank God for the passing game that was really explosive. It, the, the, even though it was the running game wasn't great, it still opened up and gave reason for those safeties to come up, reason for those linebackers not to blitz. So it gave a little bit of help. It kept them honest. So that's something good, better. But I need to see better running game from uh, this team. This running, this offensive line blocked better. But when you have horses up front, these guys have to be more physical. What is the one thing that all offensive linemen love to do? Run block. Be physical. Hit somebody in the mouth and, and impose your will in the fourth quarter. Do it. Come on, guys. Get it together. All right, so Miami Miami only had 13 first downs, and Florida State only had 15. But uh, the explosive plays that this team 
Miami got early, helped the defense out with all they had to do was basically just keep this team from crossing half field. Uh, you know, it was it was great to see this defense really rev it up when it mattered. But the offense, you know, there's if I have to just nitpick at anything, uh, extend the drives, make these keep this defense out on the field for a long period of time, uh, make cut down on the mistakes and move the ball. Just move the ball, please, please. Uh, there were a couple bad calls by the ACC refs, and uh, they didn't end up affecting the team. But quite honestly, it just it was a problem for me, um, and it, it it just it was one of those things that refs tend to just they blow the worst calls, but they won't call the most obvious things. So I need the refs to do better. Uh, Jaron Williams miss uh, his worst miss of the day was to a wide open D Wiggins on. When he scrambled out on a scramble drill, uh, he would have walked in the end zone had he seen him, uh, but he sailed it out of the back of the end zone. So uh, next time, Jaron, I need Jaron to tighten up a little bit. Uh, when it's just, when there's controlled chaos out there and you're scrambling around and you're just trying to make a play, sometimes those things happen. Uh, thankfully, it didn't cost us the game. Uh, one play where Jaron threw across his body late and over the middle, uh, there was that was a bad idea. Don't do that. That's generally not a good thing. Brett Favre, former Packers and Vikings and Jets quarterback, uh, all-time great. He has made a living off of throwing across his body. You're not Brett Favre, uh, Jerry Williams. You're just not that. You're also not Pat Mahomes, who can do it too for the Chiefs. So because you are not that, I need you to not go ahead and start trying those types of things. Throw the ball away. Be a master at throwing the ball away in situations where there's nothing available. Uh, Florida, so 19 yards of total offense in the third quarter was not great. The defense bailed us out because of this. Uh, Florida State's defense is not that great, so I'm not going to – I'm sorry. You have to do better uh, as a team. You guys definitely have to do better. So let's hand out some grades for this type of thing. Uh, we're going to do the good, the bad, the ugly, and I think we'll keep this kind of series going on uh, the aftermath of every game. So uh, the offense, I give it a solid B. It wasn't great. It, was, it wasn't great, but it was good enough. Um, putting 27 points on the board was great. Uh, Jerry Williams came out throwing the ball out, throwing the ball deep. Uh, early they struggled, but late they got better. Uh, it's not a perfect game, but it was good enough. They left a few points on the board. Uh, especially a, a, a wide-open touchdown that should have been thrown to D. Wiggins. So uh, can we improve on this B? Yes, Louisville, FIU, as well as uh, Duke, these are all games that you can improve on, especially with defenses that are not that great. Uh, speaking of defense, uh, you have, I'm going to give this this the defensive effort a B plus. Uh, great defensive effort, effort two turnovers. Uh, the D-line got after uh, got after Alex Hornerbrook. That was great to see. The linebackers were very active with their hands, bringing a few blitzes. Uh, outside, holding Florida State to 0 for 2 on fourth down. Great third down percentage, 5 of 17. That was also great. Uh, this, team is, this is what this defense should have looked like throughout the year or better. I expect more. Uh, special teams. Uh, I got to give it a D. I'm sorry. I have to give it a D. Yes, uh, and we're only talking about the kick game. Uh, if you throw it, I, I excuse the punt game because the punt game has been pretty good all year. 
uh, but the kicking game has just been terrible. I need more from this group. Uh, you got, I mean, you got to make the kicks. You just got to make your kicks, and that's what hurts this team. Uh, if it wasn't for the kick game, I'd probably give this this a solid B. Uh, when you talk about coaching, defensively, offensively, I give it a solid B. Uh, there were a few times when I'm wondering what is Danny Eno's calling. Uh, you got to run the ball a little bit more. Even if it's not working, you still got to run the ball a little bit more. Spread the carries out between both guys. Don't run DJ Dallas into the ground simply because you have him back. Uh, but defensively, uh, Manny Diaz did a great job, as well as Blake Baker did a great job, and his those guys staff, those guys did a great job containing this Florida State offense that's pretty, pretty um, explosive when they want to be, and they catch a rhythm. But nonetheless, uh, overall, I give this grade, I give this team a, a overall grade of a B. Um, quite honestly, I'll take that back. I'll give it an A simply because you got the win against a hated rival. Uh, it's twenty-seven to ten. It's three in a row. Let's make it four in a row. Come next year, uh, you got a head coach fired. Great job. Never want to see a guy fired, but you know it is what it is. Uh, I'm glad we could be the guys to make it happen. So before we get out of here, we make sure you go follow the show again. Locked on Canes on Twitter. Myself, follow me on Twitter. Fred Purdue CFB. We've got a big announcement tomorrow, so make sure you tune in. You'll really want to hear this one. Uh, it, it's a big time. I don't want to give out too many secrets, but you definitely want to listen to the show uh, on, on Tuesday tomorrow. Uh, so make sure you stay tuned. Until tomorrow when we bring you the good news. It's all about the you. I'm Fred Purdue, your host, and I'm out. Peace.